Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Wednesday day. And uh, it's been a beautiful day today. I tell you, you couldn't ask for a nicer day. It went too hot. It wasn't too cold. It's days like this that I wish could just last forever. You know, that's the way it is every day of the year. That would be awesome. And I would be tickled to death because uh, uh, it just, uh, it just, uh, just a good temperature. If you want to go go out for a ride in your motorcycle or car or out doing yard work, it's just a, just a good day. So for that kind of kind of stuff, but I know you uh, crazy pumpkin spice drinking people love that cold weather. So uh, <laughs> it's your fault. The reason why we can't keep days like this. I'm not. I'm teasing. But according uh, to the uh, weather outlook, looks like it's going to be pretty mild uh, next week or so. So it looks like we're in for some decent weather. So at least we got that to look forward to. And uh, I do hope that uh, uh, everybody had a good day. I know good old hump day. You're, you're excited because you're thinking, man, if I just get through today, you got two more days to the weekend. So, uh, so hopefully everybody, uh, I know you're probably dragging in and tired and uh Hopefully this um, teaching and message will find you well. Good evening there, Mr. Trailer, and uh, thanks for watching and tuning in. And like I say, uh, I don't want to sound like a broken record, and I know I say this all the time, uh, but some, you know, just in case there's somebody out there that doesn't realize, now when I stream out like this, I'm not on Facebook. So because when you're doing a live video on Facebook, um, you can see who all's uh, watching and, and who all's responding. Well, see, I'm using a program to go to Facebook. That's why I'm able to put up slides and, and do the things that I do. So there's a lot of times, like even this morning uh, when I got out my devotions, I didn't even see a comment after the, the video had ended. So I had, um, uh, it, uh, was unable to uh, respond until afterwards. I told him, hey, I didn't see it until it was over with. So I, uh, so if I, you comment and say, well, that jerk never responded to me. I say, well, I, I promise you, I, I may not have seen it. Or, uh, you know, I will respond to you uh, prior to the teaching. But while, when I'm, while I'm speaking, though, I do refrain from responding. Now, in the, in the morning devotions, I have a little more freedom to converse. But, um, uh, but as far as uh, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday evening, I have to stay on track because if I if I start responding to everybody, then I lose my uh, uh, train of thought, which is easy to do anyway, and so that's why I don't respond during those times as well. But uh, give me just one second, poor old Darlene. Uh, she uh, just messaged and send me a link, please. I keep telling her that I'm having trouble. See, I, right now the way I'm only to the only way I can do the message this evening is through uh, social media. I can't. For some reason, I can't stream that on our website, so I don't know what's going on there. So let me let me message her back and let her know real quick. Uh, all right, there we go. I was trying to let her know we're not able to stream that on the website, and we're trying to get it figured out. So, all right, um, you know what? It just dawned on me. I've been concentrating on studying uh, and uh, working on uh, what uh, we're going to be speaking about tonight, and. Uh, I forgot to uh, look up an opening scripture, <laughs> so uh, shame on me indeed. For uh, uh, let's see here, let's look at um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Trying to see what'd be a good verse to open up with. Let's look at uh, uh, let's see here. 
Give me a second here to look at something here. Let's look at First uh, Thessalonians four, uh, verse. Uh, hold on here, verse uh, fifteen through eighteen. First uh, Thessalonians five. Uh, I'm sorry, four, four. First Thessalonians four. It's like Rain Man. Four, definitely four. First <laughs> Thessalonians four, verses fifteen through eighteen. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So that's going to be a glorious day indeed when we finally raptured out of this world. And uh, that's going to be an exciting time. And uh, who knows, we may get to see that. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. And that's one thing I've always prayed is, Lord, uh, just, you know, I, you know, I, I don't want to... Uh, of course, if it's inevitable that one day I'm going to die, and people I know are going to die, but it's always been my prayer that uh, me and my family and, and my parents and that uh, the Lord just rapture us out of here. That'd be that'd be incredible. So it's going to happen. And before anybody messages me or says anything, I know that rapture is not in the Bible. We get that from the Latin and the word caught up, rapturo. So that's where that word rapture comes from. Because every time I say that. I inevitably always have somebody to say, well, you know that's not in the Bible. Yes, I know. But I had a fella come up and tell me, uh, tell me that, and uh, I explained to him what that, uh, what that meant. And, uh, uh, and bless his heart, he was, he was a good guy. He died uh, about a week later or two after that. So uh, uh, it's a sad situation. I don't know why I even brought that up. But anyway, <laughs> let's uh, look at our... Um, prayer request that we have. If you have any prayer concerns, uh, be sure and, and put those in the uh, comment section there. Uh, but definitely let's be praying for Ron Thompson. He's having some health issues and he's dealing with the loss of his uh, wife Thelma. So definitely be praying for him. Uh, Kim Penix and her sister, uh, Jane Kitchings, uh, Sarah Slagle, uh, Murph, Mr. Roger Winters, Joe Franklin, Morris and Carolyn, Johnny and Nora, Chuck and PK, Larky and Nancy, Troy and Ginger, Jackie and Rhonda Timon, Larry and Donna, Wendy Lee, definitely praying for Wendy. She's going to be having a procedure uh, this uh, Friday, or just let's pray that it all goes well. Uh, Fran and her sisters, uh, Ralph and Linda, Angie Grissom's mom, Glenn Johnson, uh, Becky Hooks, and uh, be continuing prayers for Jerry Keller, and uh, he's, he's back home now, but uh, praise God everything went well uh, with him at the hospital yesterday. And um, trying to think, uh, gosh, I get uh, y'all don't realize the amount of text messages and um, uh, messages I get on uh, uh, Facebook on a daily basis, and uh, and Lord knows each one of those concerns, and uh, and He'll take care of those needs. So uh, we'll you know, we'll be praying for them as well. But let's go ahead and have a quick word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you and love you and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I just want to lift up each one of these prayer requests or prayer concerns. And Lord, uh, you know the hearts and minds of all those watching this evening. 
and uh, or listening. And Lord, just pray that your will be done in each and every situation. Lord, I do pray that you be with our brother Christ, Ron Thompson. And Lord, I know uh, uh, he needs uh, healing uh, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically right now. That you'll be with him. Lord, I pray that you continue to heal our brother in Christ, Mr. Jerry Keller, and that you will help him and uh, take away any pain and discomfort he may be experiencing. Lord, I pray that you be with Kim Penix and her sister. And Lord, be with Wendy Lee. She's having this procedure uh, this Friday. And Lord, I pray that you'll guide the doctor's hands and everything go well without any problems or complications. And they give back a good report. And Lord, I pray that you'll be with Fran Pear. And I pray that you'll be with Jane Kitchings. I pray that you'll be with Murph, Mr. Roger Winters himself. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you'll be with all the uh, prayer requests and concerns. And Lord, no matter what we pray, we have to know that you are an authority and that you are in control. And even though we may not get the, uh, uh, the answer that we are praying for, we ultimately know, as a loving Father, you have our best interest at heart, and that your will be done in each and every situation that we submit to that will uh, without, uh, without anger, uh, without being upset, that you know that uh, even with healing, whether it's on this side of heaven or on the other side of heaven, your will be done, and that person will be healed. And Lord, uh, just pray that you be with us this evening, and God us protect us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, I made sure I, I said that in that prayer because, you know, it's so easy to um, to pray over something and or someone. And uh, sometimes when people don't get the answer they want, maybe somebody didn't, uh, wasn't healed like they wanted, and uh, they go on home to be with the Lord. Uh, you know, a lot of people, they get angry. They get mad at God. But, you know, it is uh, one thing that we need to keep in mind, that we as finite people have no way of understanding an infinite God and he has a reason and a plan for everything. But look at it this way, as painful as it is to lose someone you love, you know, if you're bigger if you're praying for healing or if they've been diagnosed with something terrible, if they if God calls them home, they're healed. So in essence that prayer was answered. And you say, yeah, but you don't hey, remember, these present sufferings are temporary. And for those who know the Lord, we will go to them. We will see those individuals. I think some people think that it is a, a forever separation when we lose somebody. It is only temporary. That isn't to minimize your pain. It isn't to say you shouldn't cross. It is not to say you shouldn't be sad. But you don't need to let that consume you. You know, uh, uh, Brandy watches a lot of Dr. Phil. And every now and then he can come out with a with a nugget of truth that makes a lot of sense. And one thing he said, I never really thought about before, he said, why sit and remember about one day, uh, one day, why let that one day uh, ruin a whole lifetime of a person's memory? And I thought, you know, I never really thought about that before. That's a lot, makes a lot of sense. So even, even, a, even a blind hog finds an acorn every now and then. So, uh, you know, uh, even if you're dealing with loss, don't let that one day consume you. Remember a lifetime of memories uh, that uh, that you have of that individual. And uh, believe me, the old devil wants to use circumstances uh, to, to cause division between you and the Lord. And if you want to get mad at something, the reason why we have pain, the reason why we have sorrow, the reason why these things happen is because of sin in the world. And who is the, uh, the God of this world that causes that pain and causes that sin? It's the devil himself. So, you know, I, I've, I've said this before, but it amazes me, the faith of Stephen Curtis Chapman. There's a lot of good contemporary Christian music singers out there who do love the Lord, but I think he has been the epitome and really has uh, shown uh, the, uh, uh, the true faith of someone who loves the Lord. And I, I've always had a lot of respect for him, but when his 
daughter died. Uh, he was on Larry King, and he said, uh, are you mad at God? And he said, uh, uh, no. He said, we're mad at the devil. I thought, wow. But that, that spoke volumes uh, of this man's walk with the Lord. So if you want to get mad at something, get mad at the old devil. And if you want to cause the devil pain, live for Jesus. Live that much more for the Lord, and that's what's going to cause the devil the pain that he caused you. But remember, these present sufferings are temporary, and one day we get to spend eternity in heaven. All right? So there you go. There's you a sermon before the sermon. <laughs> All right? But uh, anyway, I felt led to, uh, to do that. Uh, so, um, announcement-wise, uh, great news. Uh, this coming Sunday, um, of course, uh, old Dr. Young, uh, Dr. Vic Young, he'll be doing the morning message from 11 to 12, and I'll be doing the evening message at the church from 6 to 7 like we normally do. However, uh, we had a great response, uh, my aunt, uh, Linda Laws, and uh, our uh, a good friend of mine, Jason Lloyd, uh, they brought and led uh, the praise this past Sunday. And... Uh, uh, and they, uh, the praise team, uh, they're still uh, vacating and uh, won't be here. So we were able to bring them back again uh, to, uh, to sing again this Sunday. So we had a good response, and I know everybody would be excited. And uh, so it gives you something to look forward to uh, this coming Sunday as Ivy Road will be bringing uh, the, uh, uh, leading us to praise and worship this Sunday. So I thought that might be give you something uh, excited uh, to, uh, to think about. And also, I forgot to bring up this little slide here. Let me find it. Here we go. Um, don't forget that October 31st at the church at um, uh, 7 p.m., October 31st, of course, that's Halloween, uh, is the Fat Life Bible Church Fall Festival. Always, I've always called it the one-stop candy shop. And uh, we're going to have free food, and we're going to have candy at the cars, and it's all going to be outside. Pray for good weather. Pray for a day like today. Oh, my gosh. If we had a day like today, it would be awesome. It seems like year after year it is uh, rainy and cold. So let's pray that we can have a day like today. And, uh, and I'm working on uh, having, uh, perhaps having Ivy Road come and sing uh, uh, on October 31st. I'm still checking with them to see what their schedule will allow and, uh, uh, and see if they can join us. Uh, if not, then we'll, we'll work out something else. But, uh, but anyway, uh, keep that in mind, and I'll get that on Facebook as soon as I can nail down uh, the music. Uh, we will definitely uh, uh, get this advertisement out there. And uh, be sure, and, and if, you, uh, if your kids want to dress up, uh, dress up in something that... Um, uh, it's not scary, uh, and that's something like a superhero, uh, something uh, biblical, uh, something like that. Uh, no goblins, ghouls, or witches. And uh, Lord willing, uh, either maybe by Friday or next week, uh, Dr. Vic Young uh, will be doing his uh, expose on Halloween, and I'll be uh, uh, recording that. Uh, so I'll be looking forward to that. I need to see exactly what day is good for him. And so you, for there's some people out there still don't know the history behind Halloween and as to why we do not celebrate that, but uh, we offer an alternative. And uh, uh, But I still had people give me a hard time uh, even for the alternative. So what's the difference? And I get really upset about it. But uh, I'll let you know. We're, we're talking to him about it, see when he, we can get together and let him uh, let him do that there. So, all right. But uh, um, Robin Fole says... Oh, I love Jason, super nice guy, and an amazing pianist. 
Yeah, that's a blast from my past 10 years ago. Well, how's that, Robin? You'd only been 10 years old, so I don't see how that would uh, be possible because she's just a just a young child herself. So, But uh, thank you, Jamie and Linda Arnold and uh, Mr. Trailer. Appreciate those uh, comments as well. All right, well, let's um, look at our passage this evening, and uh, we're going to look at Titus chapter 1, verses 10 through 16. So if you have your Bibles handy, be sure to look that up. Again, that's Titus chapter 1, verses 10 through 16. So to make it more convenient, if you do not have uh, your uh, Bibles handy, we will bring that up here so that you can read along. All right. For there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. They must be silenced, since they were upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to teach. One of the Cretans, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons, this testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith, not devoting themselves to Jewish myths and the commands of people who turn away from the truth. To the pure, all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving, all things, I'm sorry, unbelieving, nothing is pure, but both their minds and their consciences are defiled. They profess to know God, but they deny Him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, until unfit for any good work. All right. As to me, Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Let's have another quick word of prayer, if we may. Dear Father, Lord, again, we just come before you and praise your holy name. Uh, thank you uh, for another opportunity to spread the gospel message. Thank you for your forgiveness, your love, your joy. Lord, help us uh, to glean from your word this evening. Let us be edified by it. Let us be equipped by it. And Lord, let it be used for your good work. And Lord, most importantly, let us glorify you. Let us serve you well in all things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, there was a uh, little story that you all may have heard of called Little Red Riding Hood. And uh, you, I know this may be a brand new story, You've never heard it before, uh, but a uh, little girl comes in and a uh, wolf had uh, discarded her grandmother and she come in and she says, but and he put on her nightgown and cap, a cross-dressing wolf, nothing worse than a cross-dressing wolf. And, uh, and she says, uh, my grandmother, what big eyes you have. He said, better to see you with my dear. She says, but grandmother, what big ears you have. He said, uh, better to hear, with, hear you with, my dear. And she says, but grandmother, what big teeth you have. He said, better to devour you with, my dear. And lunged for her. And uh, she took off running just in the nick of time. And he was able, wasn't able to get a hold of her. Uh, the reason why I say that is, uh, that little story, uh, is that... Uh, uh, she had some discernment about her that she realized something wasn't right. Now, apparently the little girl had some mental problems because if she couldn't distinguish between her grandmother or a wolf, or maybe her grandmother was just dog ugly, something there wasn't right. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Something was off there. But anyway, she had some discernment uh, to know and to understand that something was way off 
um, at her grandmother's home. Well, that's what we have to have as Christians, is that proper discernment uh, in regards uh, to false teachers, uh, to false teachings that are out there, uh, that we need to be on our guard at all times and at all instances. Uh, you know, it is, uh, it's sad to see uh, the false teachings that are out there, the, uh, the cults that have arisen. You know, I remember, uh, it's been quite a few years ago, I, I want to say it was on um, 2020, I want to say, I say it's been, been a long time ago, in fact, I think it's back when me and Brandy was living in Bowman Town when I saw this, and I think that was, uh, gosh, 10 years, see, we've been here, let's see, 13 years, yeah, so it's been probably about uh, 15 years ago, <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, nothing that really matters, but the point is, uh, it, it was talking about this little guy in, um, uh, I want to say Puerto Rico, his name was uh, Jose Luis de Jesus Miranda was his name. And he uh, was telling everybody that he was Jesus Christ. And when he would come out on the stage, people would be chanting, Lord, Lord, Lord. Amazing. I mean, it, it, it blew my mind. I remember watching this, uh, and I was just like, what's the matter with people? You know, it just blew my mind. And then it went from uh, first, you know, this guy, you know, he said that uh, uh, he was a uh, he was uh, the reincarnation of the Apostle Paul, and then it evolved from that to saying that he was Jesus. Well, it went beyond that to saying that he was the uh, Antichrist, and that's 666 on his uh, forearm. And uh, but it's just amazing the um, uh, the thousands who followed this guy. You know, I, I, you look at these people, and you're thinking, you know, it. it what blows my mind when I see stuff like this, here this guy was using people, he had diamond encrusted rings and rich beyond belief, and these people were, barely had pennies to rub together to eat, but it blows my mind, alright, you know, if you're on social media or you're talking to somebody, the people who sit there and say, well, I keep believing Christianity, it's too far-fetched, and, uh, um, you know, I, and they want to say it contradicts, or some bull whatever, you know, malarkey that's out there uh, to say, you know, the reason why they don't believe in God. And uh, and then you see this, and you see these thousands, or thousands of people following this lunatic around, and I'm just like, what? I don't get it, you know? It's like people are easy, uh, you know, they can, they can believe a cult, uh, they can believe lunacy, they can believe all this crazy stuff, but something as simple that a child can understand that God sent his only son to save us from a very real and eternal hell seems to be too far-fetched. But you've got this lunatic, all right, Jose Luis de Jesus Miranda, saying that he is Jesus, well now he says he's the Antichrist, and people are falling after him and chanting, and I just, I, it just, it is boggling to the mind. I just, I, it just shows the amount of deception that is in this world. And just like I was talking about uh, Sunday evening in regards to the, uh, uh, to the emergent church and uh, the seeker sensitive, that um, how they don't put emphasis on proper doctrine. They don't even emphasize in bringing the Bible because they don't want to offend anybody. Uh, it is, uh, they're more about entertainment 
then uh, having the right kind of teaching uh, to instill into the individuals who are there to learn and to listen. And what's sad is there's too many people who are just too giddy uh, to listen to nonsense than to listen to the truth, uh, to listen to true doctrine that needs to be taught from the pulpit. And, uh, and that's one thing that we're seeing here, that these people are to be silenced. That we need to, as pastors in particular, we need to call these individuals out. And people, as Christians, they don't want to hear that. See, there's, there's, there's a lot of you know, feel-good churches around here uh, in the Tri-Cities. And I ain't going to call them out by name. I don't think that's right. I'm not going to do that and, and uh, be uh, disrespectful uh, to, these, to these people. And, uh, uh, but Because uh, there may be somebody watching who, uh, who goes to these churches. And, you know, that's something you want to pray about and have discernment as to whether... Um, you know, uh, that's where you need to be or not. But uh, I can, you know, right here close to me, I got some real, real problems. Uh, and uh, they're, they're prominent churches here in this area. Every time I hear the name, I ready to tell you, I just cringe. I'm like, ah, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Because all they do is push out a bunch of fluff. That's all they do. There's no real doctrine, there's no real truth. You see, here's the problem. You know, we look at this particular time, place, and history in Crete. And we see this here that they were notorious liars, all right? They were gluttonous. They were drunkards. Uh, they could not be trusted in any sense of the, of the way. And, uh, you know, it's very interesting that as vile and debased that Crete was, in fact, uh, they, they said there was the three C's. It was Crete. Uh, it was, um, let's see here. Hold on here. Let me make sure I'm telling you right. Yeah, Crete, uh, Sicilian, Sicilian. Cilician and the Cappadocians uh, were the uh, the most insolent uh, in the ancient world uh, that could not be trusted. And but here's the thing: they were not so vile and debased that uh, that Paul told them to leave. That there was still hope for these individuals uh, to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when I read that, you know, uh, the Lord kind of impressed upon me that um, you know, as Christians. We need to make sure that we don't give up hope on uh, those in the world. You know, I, I'm the first to tell you, you know, uh, and, and I've talked about this before. You know, I didn't realize that Sunday was uh, uh, coming out day for the homosexuals. It just uh, absolutely uh, nauseating uh, when I saw some of the stuff on Instagram uh, in regards to celebrating this, this, this vile debauchery, this perverseness, this hedonistic lifestyle choice, it, 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 is, it is nauseating uh, when you see this, uh, this, this vile lifestyle choice being propaganda, uh, this indoctrination to be pushed uh, to be um, uh, normal when it's anything but normal. It is it's the farthest thing from normal. It's disgusting. And, and parents are there saying, well, my child was brave and come out. And, you know, as parents like that, I just like to just, just slap. And i tell you why, because a child, a 15-year-old, whose brain is not even fully developed yet, all right, in other words, if you're you know, 20, 21, for your brain is even fully developed, this kid's brain's not even fully developed, he's listened to the lie of the world. You as a parent have a responsibility to, to direct that child uh, in the right direction and to mold them and to shape them and say, this is wrong, let me get you help. I'm not saying not to love them, but you to love them and to help them and guide them in the right direction. I'll celebrate a, a lifestyle that leads to depression and suicide and, and disease and sickness. That, to me, is child abuse. But my point is that um, 
whether it's homosexuality or whatever uh, aspect of the world people have fallen into, you know, whether, you know, they, so many people have fallen into to drinking and to drugs and to, uh, perversions of all kinds, whatever it is, even though what they're doing is vile, even though what they're doing is uh, against God, we still cannot give up on them. We still must have hope for them, and we must still share Jesus Christ. You know, that's one thing in reading this that I can really, you know, that if you want to take something away from this, that, that Paul didn't pull Titus away from Crete. When you see all the, the horrible debaucheries uh, in which they were involved, and notorious liars, you could, they said you could trust nothing they said. You know, there's some people out there who, that, that are just compulsive liars. Uh, I've known people like it. You can't believe nothing that comes out of their mouth. I mean, you're looking at them thinking, do you really think I'm that stupid? You know, I mean, that come out, I remember years ago, my old bro went into the ministry, and I was single, and uh, I used to know this guy. I used to dress him come around. He, he was friends of friends, and I dressed him come around because he was so full of crap. You couldn't believe. I mean, if he said it was sunshine, you'd get your umbrella. I mean, really, it was just he was that bad. And apparently, these people in Crete were as as, as horrible as <laughs> was that about that bad. But don't give up hope. You know, I know I get angry. I get upset with the things of the world, too. You know, you know obviously, uh, as you just heard. You know, I, and, and that, I think that's normal and natural because we are to abhor what is evil. We are to abhor what is wrong. We are to hate these things. Uh, not the individual, mind you, but the, the sins in which they are involved. And no matter if they're gay or straight, they're, whatever they're involved in, we are to hate those things that are, are contrary to the things of God, but we still have a responsibility to minister. We still have a responsibility to share Jesus and to show Jesus. See, I get very angry, and that's one thing I've kind of backed off on Facebook because, uh, in fact, I've had people say, you know, you don't seem to uh, to be as um, aggressive or, or or share some of the, the you know, do some of the crazy stuff you used to do on there because I realized it was causing more hurt to the ministry, my ministry, and to the church that it was helping. And I was angry at, uh, at, the, um, uh, at the agenda as a whole, and what I was sharing, people were taking it as a personal attack, and it wasn't showing Jesus. And so now I try to be very careful. It's not that I'm unafraid. It's not that I'm, I'm, I'm backpedaling by no stretch of the imagination, but I try to think, okay, uh, even though I'm angry and upset with the, with the situation and what's being pushed out there, how can I uh, post something uh, that would draw someone to Jesus, not push them away? They're not going to disagree. They're not going to like it. And they're going to get mad, you know. Uh, you know. But I still want to try to do it, just like I, underneath someone else's post I was telling you the other day. Uh, I was uh, uh, confronted with a, a homosexual couple, a lesbian couple to be exact. And they didn't like what I said, but I tried to say uh, and give a strong defense, but in a kindest and loving way that I could possibly do so, because I want to draw them uh, to Jesus. In fact, I even said that, just let me show you Jesus. Let me share Jesus with you. That's all I want to do is share Jesus. And that's all we can do. You cannot beat these people over the head and force them to change. All you can do is show them Jesus and pray that the Holy Spirit will illuminate them, open their eyes, and that once they come to know Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, those things will be revealed. That change can take place. Then, that's when uh, God can intervene and make a, 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 a dramatic change in their life. You cannot force a change. No, neither can anybody else, but Jesus can. So we need to be very careful. Even as, as debaucherous and as, as bad as 
as they were in Crete. I thought that was very interesting that he still, Paul still didn't pull Titus away. He still wanted him uh, to, uh, uh, to minister and to learn uh, there in Crete. So um, we look here. So in verse 10 it said, For there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers, and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. Now, one thing that we need to understand that when we read that there, when it's says talking about them of the circumcision party, we're talking about the Jews. And because what they were doing was the, um, uh, you know, here they were, you know, Paul and Titus, they were trying to share Jesus. And they were, in essence, saying that they agreed with Paul and Titus and said, you know, that they believed in Jesus too. However, that they were, you know, they still didn't want to accept the Gentiles. And they were still pushing circumcision. And they were still pushing the genealogies and the law. They're, they had laws for everything, dietary ways to eat, and, and all these crazy things that they had to do, all these legalistic things that they added on uh, that was wrong. And, and that's one thing that Paul's trying to call out here, that, hey, don't listen to this, this nonsense. You know, and that's what we see today. We see that very much so today. Uh, those who try to have the self-righteous attitude, who want to impose uh, their views and, and their legalistic uh, outlooks, uh, and, uh, and and to push that uh, that that's an addition to uh, in order to be saved. Uh, you can look at baptism. I mean, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of churches out there. Um, that uh, you know, they think that you, in order to be saved, you have to be baptized. I got into a years ago. I got into a, a vicious debate. And no matter what I try to say, this guy uh, he went to a Christian church, and, and of course, if you know anything about the Christian church, they think that uh, uh, of course they're the, they're the only ones going to heaven for one. But um, uh, they think that you have to be uh, baptized in order to be saved. And, you know, that's just like, just like what they're saying here. You have to be circumcised to be saved. Nothing further from the truth. You know, if you had to be baptized in order to be saved, then that is a work that you had to do to merit your salvation. And salvation is a free gift of God. So, you know, that's why I tell people when they, I'm going over baptism with them, I tell them, say, man, it don't matter you know, we are encouraged to baptize by Jesus' example. We want to do that. And God's Word tells us, uh, you know, to go forth and baptize all nations. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, we see that. But um, so we're encouraged to do so. But that's not a requirement for salvation. As long as you have prayed and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you're going to heaven. All right? That's all, that's all that's required. You know, no matter of works, because if it's if that was something that was required, then that's something you had to do in order to gain your salvation. And that's exactly what Paul's calling out here, saying, you know, you don't do that. All right, that, that that's just that's bogus. So you know, that's, that's why I love about what a professor told me years ago uh, that uh, everywhere you see circumcision, put in baptism, and that right there can explain away uh, those who want to uh, debate. Uh, the erroneous fact that you have to be baptized in order to be saved. So uh, uh, keep that in mind there in regards to that. Now, uh, so we're looking at these false teachers here. And that's what we see here, uh, that they must be silenced. All right? They're upsetting whole families by teaching them, or I'm sorry, by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to teach. So, so Paul's telling us to, to silence them. And that is, um, you know, of course, we cannot physically silence them, but we can call them out on what they're doing and to try to silence their cause. You know, again, you know, when you look at uh, cults, I mean, you look at the Mormons, 
Uh, they're probably one of the largest um, uh, cults. Uh, sorry, I keep rubbing my face. I got a my mustache or something driving me crazy. Um, is um, uh, one of the biggest cults, if not the biggest cult out there, uh, next to the Jehovah's Witness. And it's amazing the amount of people who think that they are Christians, and they will deceive you to think they are. And there's some who are deceived to think they are. I mean, you know. And but see, if you notice. Uh, they'll even you know go out and say, "Hey, I'll 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 read the Bible with you." See, they want to, they come across as very kind, benevolent, and, and loving. And uh, it's not to say that they are not, but they are deceivers. All right, just like uh, uh, the Little Red Riding Hood and the Wolf, the story we just told just a second ago. Uh, you know, they uh, they say, "Oh, I'll study the Bible with you," and so they they prey on those who don't know much about the Bible. So when they're sitting there saying, "Oh, I'll study the Bible with you," then they deceive them and, and twist things around to make them believe what they're reading is true. And they are a cult. That's the sad thing. They don't believe in the Trinity. They don't believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. You know that right there is. If you want to call that a cult. Look at what they look at at the Trinity. Look at how they look, view Jesus Christ. Do they see him as the uh, 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 as both uh, God, fully God, and fully man? They use the third person of the Trinity. That we see those things, all right? And that, uh, uh, you know, you have those out there who, uh, uh, who think that um, uh, he was just a, um, uh, a man. Uh, and that, uh, see, I'm trying to think here. I think it's called docetism. And uh, and then you have those who think that. Uh, um, so wait a minute, I might have had that backwards here. Hold on, let me think just a second here. Um, give me just a second here. I'm trying to think. Give me just a second here. Um, okay, I'm sorry, I had that backwards. That he is a was God, but not truly human. That was docetism. Uh, or that he was just a man. Uh, that is. Um, someone, someone. Arianism, Arianism, that's what that is, Arianism. Uh, and so uh, then, but you know, you look at that uh, anthropomorphism uh, of man, and you, you see that, uh, that he was fully God and fully man. So right there, uh, or, and the fact that uh, particularly the Mormons think that you'll be the God of your own little world, and, and uh, that women get to give birth for all of eternity. Uh, you know, and, uh, and if you really want to make them mad, uh, bring up the Mountain Meadows Massacre, uh, where uh, they uh, uh, slaughtered uh, men, women, and children uh, alike, uh, because Brigham Young, uh, they, uh, the uh, president was going to remove him as governor, and they uh, slaughtered a bunch of people. So you're benevolent uh, Mormons there. And see, that's one thing they get upset about. Uh, they don't say that, you know, when you tell them that they are not believing in the God of the Bible, uh, and that they are not going to heaven, and they're not, that's when they blow a gasket and go ballistic on you. And uh, they say, you know, and um, but that's a sad thing. You know, I've said this before. There's going to be a lot of good people in hell. That's a sad aspect of, of things because they have been deceived by the God of this world. And you see that uh, with uh, with different cults. You know, you see uh, what's sad is you can be sincere, but be sincerely wrong. And I've got a lot of problems with these jig leg preachers. You know, they just all of a sudden they just pop up. Well, I can be a preacher, and they just get up there and uh, have no education, no seminary, nothing of the kind, and they misinterpret verse after verse and just mislead people. You know, it, it's just like um, uh, you know, as I've said before. You know, uh, you can have a surgeon 
Uh, would you rather have the one that woke up at a Holiday Inn Express to have surgery on you or somebody who's went to uh, medical school? You know, uh, well, you know, you're dealing with uh, the physical needs. How much more are the eternal needs important? And so it's important to go to school for that, too. Now, I'm not saying that uh, you have to go to seminary to be a pastor. God has appointed great men in the world who never went to seminary. I've had a great-grandfather who truly loved the Lord, led many to uh, to Jesus who didn't go to seminary, but those men are, are very few, and there's a lot of uh, people out there that, uh, and I'm sorry, and if it offends you, uh, then I apologize. But um, on Facebook, with this COVID thing, I've seen people on there uh, wanting to be preachers, and their theology is way off. And I'm not saying I'm always right. I'm going to say, check everything I say. Check everything I say. You know, if I'm wrong, tell me. I mean, I'm, I am I hope and pray that I am uh, humble enough to say, hey, I, if I'm wrong, I admit I'm wrong. And um, uh, so don't ever just take everything I say or what my dad says for verbatim. I've, I've heard people, I've had people say that before, say, well, if your dad says it or you say it, buddy, I know it's right. And I'm like, oh, gosh, please don't put that on me because I am imperfect. My father is imperfect. Don't always say that. I mean, I can read something and maybe I misunderstood what it said or maybe I remembered it or remembered it incorrectly. So don't just take what we say as just gospel. And that is true. I hope, you know, we, I, my, my prayer, and I, was, uh, I can't speak for my father, but I'm sure his, his prayer is as well, uh, for God to use us and to guide us and put the words in our mouth that needs to be said and heard. And uh, so, and we are, we have no intention to purposely uh, mislead anybody. But again, because we're imperfect people, you know, we may, uh, there may be something we have said that uh, it's not, uh, uh, accidentally incorrect, so that's what we say. Double check what we're saying so that we're not uh, uh, messing up in any way. And you know, and there's a lot of people ask questions all the time. And uh, if I don't know the answer, I'll tell you. I don't know the answer. Let me uh, check that out, and I'll get back with you. And I'll research it, and I'll let you know. And if I can't find the answer, I'll say, "Look, bud, I'm sorry. I tried to find the answer, and I can't find it." And sometimes I've done it before, and Dad says, "Oh, well, that's blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "Okay, well, that made me look like an idiot." <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, it happens. That's very humbling <laughs> when that kind of thing happens. Uh, but anyway. Um, so we see that uh, elders, particular, we must guard the flock. We uh, we have to refute those false teachers. Uh, we have to re uh, those, those false teachings, uh, and and sometimes that can come from within the church. That's why I was talking about these jig leg preachers. That's why I was talking about these cults. That's why I was talking about these things because it can happen within the church. So we have to refute those things. We have to refute those false teachers. We have to uh, teach sound doctrine. Look at. Uh, Verse one, uh, chapter one, verse nine here, uh, and it says he must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught, so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine, and also rebuke those who contradict it. So it is our responsibility, particularly as pastors, uh, to make sure that we are in truly teaching uh, the truth of the gospel. Uh, and we also see that in chapter two. Verse 1, which we'll be getting into Sunday, I don't want to jump ahead, but it says, But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. We see that again. We, that is our responsibility as pastors. Uh, you know, that's why I take uh, my position as a pastor very seriously. And I want to make sure you're te you're, uh, you're I'm teaching properly, that you are learning, and that you are growing. And, and I want to offer an apology. You know, when I first started out as a pastor, um, uh, I was, um, well, I would say as a pastor, as a minister, uh, or in the ministry, rather. 
uh, you know, I've told you this before, I'm not trying to make excuses, but uh, I had a lot of growing to do, uh, growing spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Uh, I didn't really take my responsibility, and I don't think I fully understood uh, my responsibility as someone in the ministry. And I, don't, I didn't really put the time in I was supposed to uh, in my studies, and it showed. Uh, it distinctly showed. And, uh, and I th you know, there's a lot of times I wondered if that's, where I, if that's what I was supposed to do, is to be a minister. And, and looking back, I see it's the old devil trying his hardest to keep me out of um, uh, teaching and preaching God's Word. Uh, but that's one thing, uh, that as pastors, we have to give a double account for what we do. And that's why I study extra hard. And my wife can tell you, I spend hours and hours, my daughter can tell you, I spend hours and hours in prayer. I don't say that to throw roses on my shoulder, because, but I want, to, I want you to learn. I want you to grow. You know, um, you know, for a while there, I wondered if I really should be a preacher. I thought, maybe I should be a teacher. I thought, you know, teaching is the way to go. You know, you're, you're shaping and forming uh, young minds. And, and I thought, that might be, maybe I should do that. Maybe ministry, maybe I was wrong about that. But then I got to thinking, uh, it, was, it was the Lord. You know, you, you have those conversations within. And um, uh, if the Lord's revealing to me, you know, uh, that's, that's a good profession. You know, being a teacher, that's, that's a good calling. But that is not what you're called to do. You know, that's what the Lord was telling me. You know, yes, they are shaping young minds, but you've had you have a high calling, and all you are have the responsibility to help encourage people on their walk with the Lord. You have the responsibility to encourage those who are out there who may be struggling. You have the, the responsibility to point people to Jesus Christ. You have the responsibility of of showing people eternity. And as, as, as fond as a, uh, as good a profession as teaching is, I understood that, wow, you know, uh, that's a good thing. But preaching, you know, dealing with the eternal is such a high calling that uh, I came very close uh, of missing that. I came very close of walking away from that because I, I, the old devil was uh, distracting me uh, from other areas and, and thinking that it was maybe a little better, maybe more of a better fit for me. And that is my goal here. You know, when we read these things and see these things, is I want to encourage you, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, in your walk with the Lord. Whether you're a child or whether you're 110 years old, I want to encourage you, my friends, with your walk with the Lord. It is not an easy one. It is tough. It is hard. It is difficult. You'll be made fun of. You people give you a hard time. There's times you wonder if you're, you know, am I even really saved? You know, you get to those points sometimes. But uh, as your, as Dad refers to your spiritual coach, if you will, uh, I want to uh, uh, to encourage you uh, on your journey as Christians. Do I have it all figured out? <laughs> no way. Do I mess up? Every single day I mess up. I say or do or think something, and I'm just like, oh, Lord, please forgive me, you know? But that's just it. We're all in it together. There's none righteous, no, not one. So we, you know, it's just like I tell my kids, you just be the best you you can be and serve the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and being, and I'll be proud of you. You know, I expect you to be uh, any, you know, if, you know, up here on this level. 
You know, I just want you to be the best you can be. That's all God wants you to do. Just be the best you that you can be. And, and God, you know, do your best. And that's what will make God happy. You know, I think some people think that they have to be super spiritual. you got these pastors out there who say, God, and you, you know, and, and they act like they're way up here. Well, guess what? They uh, run around in their underwear just like everybody else. They put their pants on one leg at a time just like everybody else. And guess what? They got flatulence just like everybody else. So, you know, if you, if you got some pastor out there trying to act like he's holier than thou, you just really, you just remember what I said. You, know, you, may, you may bust out laughing at a very inappropriate time, and which I have done. I have actually been at funerals, and um, and I've I've, tell you, I've literally had to pitch a hunk out of my leg to keep from busting out laughing. Not that the that what was going on was funny. It was just that um, uh, I, I was at a funeral one time, and they they had this poor poor girl that wanted to sing, and. She was as bad a singer as I am. That makes you, that makes you, you know, <laughs> makes you understand what I'm getting at here. And all I could think of, that was when um, American Idol was really, was really big. All I could think of was those judges going, "No, honey, no." You know, that's all I kept going through my mind for whatever reason. And I found that so funny, and I kept like, "Oh God, please, please." Here I'm sitting, the girls in front of me. I'm sitting back here behind her, and I was like, "Oh God, please, 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 don't let me laugh, please." <laughs> I didn't think that girl was ever going to quit, and uh, finally she quit, and I said, oh, thank you, God. <laughs> I got up there, did what I needed to do, and I got out of there before I messed up big time. So, but uh, those things happen, all right? But anyway, so uh, we look at this here. Now, again, uh, uh, as, um, as pastors, we have to refute those, um, those false teachers. We got to expose those false teachings. Uh, we see that in one uh, this here in, in verse 14. Uh, it says, um, let me get over here, where's my father? It says, no, de not devoting themselves to Jewish myths and the commands of people who turn away from the truth. So, uh, again, uh, we see that we're calling out those Jews who are teaching false doctrine. And that's why we have to expose those kind of false teachings. That's why it's imperative that, particularly as us as pastors, uh, that we are doing uh, our proper uh, uh, just just duties to uh, uh, to study so we can expose those things that you know on the surface you may think well man that sounds good but then if you get down to the nitty-gritty you realize oh man this is this is some bad mojo right here that's why it's up to pastors to to do that now um let's see here we can look at particularly uh i think it's galatians 1 6 through 9 let me look here and double check and make sure galatians 6 one through nine. Let me double check though. Make sure I'm telling you right. Hold on. Randy always makes fun. I makes one working on something. I'll say, hold what you got. And uh, she thinks that's so funny. So that's why I'm telling you right now. Hold what you got. Let me make sure I'm telling you right. Galatians 1. I think it's six through nine here. Yeah. Um, Galatians 1, 6-9, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not, the, not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preached to you, let him be accursed. 
as we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed, for I am now seeking the approval of man uh, or of God. Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So we see this here, that uh, we need to, uh, uh, that there's not another gospel. All right. There's not if someone's trying to teach or preach to you something different than what uh, you know. If they want to say that they have a new um, revelation, uh, a new covenant, if you will, uh, that's when we've got to um, uh, be aware of those things. To the pure, you know, when he's talking about that, to the pure, uh, you know, we need to be pure of mind. Uh, you know, you've heard that old saying, "Garbage in, garbage out" kind of situation, and uh, to be pure. Uh, you know, uh, there's lots, some people out there that just have a dirty mind, and everything that they see, there's some kind of sexual innuendo. Uh, you know, they're, you know, and, and so they're, they're not showing that that purity of heart. They're not showing, uh, uh, you know, of, uh, where God has, uh, is for first and foremost in their lives, because uh, all they're seeing, you know, if you're if you're viewing and and dealing with things that are not godly then uh, yeah, I think it's going to show some shape form or fashion so we need to make sure we have that, uh, that that purity to the pure all things are pure but to the defiled and unbelieving nothing is pure but both their minds and their consciences are defiled so you know that goes there's several things going on here and the fact of um, you know we need to have uh, that kind of uh, you know if you are uh, again viewing or, or reading or looking at things that aren't uh, of the Lord, that's going to come through some shape, form, or fashion. Uh, of course, the, um, the Jews, they were, uh, or sir, in this particular instance, they were talking about to those who were defiled by eating those things that they didn't feel or deemed uh, or, or worthy of, uh, of what they were, their legalistic views or what they were trying to do uh, in regards to purity and to uh, defilement. Uh, they profess to know God, but they deny Him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. So we see that, you know, particularly with Crete, uh, where they were such liars, the fact they were such liars, uh, Epididemes, uh, in 600 B.C., uh, he even wrote uh, a poem uh, in making fun of them uh, to the fact that uh, they uh, were such liars that they actually built a tomb to Zeus. <laughs> and he said, you know, this is poem, he's saying that uh, uh, Zeus uh, is, is a god that cannot die, and of course we know that Zeus was not real, that's Greek mythology, but, uh, but uh, in other words, he's making fun of them today, or they're trying to say they built a tomb, and that's where he was at, and he's, you know, and of course he's making fun of them in that sense of uh, direction. You know, uh, in regards to uh, those with uh, false teaching, uh, Christopher Columbus uh, he uh, was in uh, Jamaica, I believe it was, and uh, he was needing food and supplies. Well, it just so happened that uh, uh, it was during a time that the eclipse was about to happen. It was like the next day the eclipse was going to happen. He said, if you don't give me the food and supplies that I need, he said, I will black out the sun and uh, it won't shine. Well, the eclipse uh, come the next day, and of course they, they loaded him up with everything that he wanted or needed. Well, uh, in uh, early 1900, there was an Englishman, uh, he was uh, with the Sudanese, and uh, he thought he would try the same thing. He said, well, you know, if you don't, I need uh, food and supplies, and uh, if you don't give it to me, the sky's going to grow dark. 
and the chieftain of uh, the Sudanese, uh, he said, oh, you're talking about the eclipse? He said, that's actually the day after tomorrow. <laughs> and so, you know, because he was educated and knew what was going about to happen, he could not be fooled. And, you know, just like uh, those in the Federal Reserve, they have to know what real money looks like so that when fake money comes through, they can spot it. Well, we as Christians, we have to be educated. We have to be able to know God's Word inside and out so that when something false comes through, we can spot it just like that, a false teaching, uh, a false narrative, uh, a false um, uh, preacher. Uh, uh, you know, We can spot these things uh, and be able to call them out in a heartbeat and say that that is wrong. And that's what's something that we have to do as pastors, uh, something that you have to do as Christians to be on your guard. Because the devil, like a roaring lion, walks around seeing whom he may devour because he is there to steal, kill, and destroy and try to separate you from the love of God at all costs. Do not be deceived, my brothers and sisters. Be aware, be vigilant, and let's keep up the fight. Let us pray. Now, Father Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us every day to be on our guard. Lord, help us to be knowledgeable. Help us to understand what is pure, what is right, what is wonderful. Let us know and understand your word. Let us recognize the spot, false teaching and uh, false doctrine. Lord, let us be uh, aware of the truth. And uh, Lord, let us serve you well. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us, God, and protect us. We meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My friends, I hope you all have a great evening, great rest of the week, a blessed weekend. And don't forget to join us this Sunday morning from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Dr. Vic will be preaching. Ivy Rowe will be leading us in, leading us in uh, praise and worship. Sunday evening from 6 to 7, I'll be continuing our study in Titus. So I hope everybody has a good evening. Thanks for watching, and God bless.